Welcome. Y saludos amigos. A nuestra presentación, Revenge of the Pod, where we talk about all things nerd culture, movies, shows, pop culture, even some sports, and a little bit about ourselves. I'm your host, Luigi, and this is my co-host. Jason, what's up, everybody? Glad to have you back for this week's episode. We're excited to have you with us today for another great episode. You can expect concession stands. We're skipping straight to TV land. No trailers this week. We'll come back to you next week. We have a lot of stuff that came out. It's like the, the season has has come upon us guys we've got a lot going on in the world of tv right now so we're going to delve into it and our feature presentation is in fact going to be tv land that's how much we've got going on in the tv section got so a lot of exciting str- stuff man i'm 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 uh I'm, I'm getting invested bro i really am <laughs> <laughs> i already know what you mean all right cool 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 so we're going to get into that then. But first off, Jason, how, how was your week, man? How was this past week for you? Oh, man, it was great. Obviously, we, it was Labor Day weekend, so we had a three-day three day weekend for everybody. And man, oh, man, it was also draft weekend uh, for all my, uh, my listeners out there that play fantasy football. It's usually the, the weekend that most people do their drafts, right? Uh, because you want to avoid injuries and make sure you're not drafting players that tear their ACL or tear their Achilles during practice. Uh, because as we all know, the NFL starting this weekend, Luigi. Uh, yes, it is. You know, yes, it is. <laughs> this, you know, where everyone's hopeful about their teams and uh, excited to see uh, wh- what they're going to do. And then eventually end up breaking our hearts, except for one uh, uh, fan base. Right. So it's a very exciting time. Uh, especially for me, one of our fantasy leagues that I'm, I'm really heavy, really deep into, it takes, it's, there's a lot of pride involved, but there's also, <laughs> if you get dead last, you have to do a punishment, uh, which is a calendar. Uh, if you guys follow my social media, not, not our revenge of the pot, but I'm sure you've seen it, uh, this past weekend, uh, you have to do a calendar and this, uh, this year's theme was pretty cool. It has a lot to do with our podcast was Disney theme. So it was really, it was really nice. Uh, and uh, I'm glad to say that I didn't get dead last this year. Last year I did. I have my calendar out there. It's very embarrassing. But it's, it's amazing. A... <laughs> it is absolutely amazing. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. It, it, it really is a lot of fun because you just get super involved because, again, there's a lot of private involved. And if you win, obviously you get money. But we make it a whole event on, uh, on every Saturday we get together. We do the calendar shoot first, uh, embarrass the hell out of our friend. Uh, shout out Shay if you listen. I don't think he does, but shout out to him for getting dead last. And then after that, we do a little obstacle course uh, where we all get involved and do just some crazy shenanigan stuff to figure out where we're going to draft in our in our league. And then after that, we get into our draft and we have a, a good time. And yes, there's alcohol involved uh, throughout the whole day. It takes us about a good almost a whole workshop, probably more honestly uh to to do this to, to do everything that we're doing but it's a great time we have a you know there's there's pool you know you, we can swim during our breaks uh we're grilling chilling just drinking having a blast thomas uh came into into town that weekend so we got to see him he's not in the draft but he wanted to see it he wanted to see what it's all about just to just to hang out with the boys uh, also eric and jermaine again also not in the league but uh they just wanted to come in jermaine is our mediator he kind of he's pretty much the host with the most 
uh, for this draft. So shout out to him, man. We appreciate you. Wait, Honestly, wait, wait. Eric and Jermaine aren't in that league. They were, and then they left the league because a lot of our, a lot of our, the people that are in the league are are, are Sarman, uh, as uh, the late great Kobe would once say, Charmin soft. You guys are soft. They really are. They get a little sensitive sometimes, but I, I mean, it, it, if you're not talking shit to each other that are throughout the whole year for fantasy football, you're you're not doing it right. Uh, but some of them do get a little sensitive sometimes. So uh, I don't I want to say that was the main thing, but yeah, they, they just have other leagues that they wanted to do and stuff like that. So uh, they're not okay. in it, but they're still kind of a part of it, I, w- I would say. So uh, great time. Uh, had a blast. I got to see a show, um, uh, the pod, a podcast, the Fantasy Footballers, uh, right after that. Uh, they're a podcast that I love to listen that give you advice for fantasy football, and they're Arizona-based. And we got to see them. Had a great time there. I went with a, a co-worker of mine. Uh, I don't know if he listens either, although I've never told him to listen because I don't want my co-workers to find out I have a podcast just yet. Uh, but shout out to Angel if you do because he does follow me on social media, so he might he might have seen my podcast, but I don't know if he's listened to it yet. I, should I tell him to listen to it? I don't know. I'm kind of nervous. I don't, I don't know. know. My what... brother just found out that I have a podcast. So yeah. shout out Luis Alejandro if you're actually listening. Appreciate you. He said he was going to start listening. So we'll see. Oh, nice. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I'm quite ready for my my uh, my coworkers uh, for my for my current job to find out just just yet, you know. So oh, I totally like I my coworker one coworker knows, but I have not told her what the name of the podcast is or anything like that. I'm like, nope. Yeah. Uh, I was like I'm not, I'm not i'm not ready for that yet yeah i don't I, know I you it. that well I don't, <laughs> even though like we talk about house of dragon every week already so i'm like well you might like it yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. So that's true yeah so but, but you know it's like i see yeah. i feel like we keep it pretty pg-13 so yeah i mean i definitely wouldn't want any of my students listening to this podcast so right right i, I totally <laughs> understand yeah man that, that was me uh you know, caught up on some shows. Just, dude, it was just an overall great weekend for me. Uh, I do want to say happy birthday to my boy, Eric. He's been on the podcast before. His birthday was on September 5th. Thank you so much for coming down to visit us, man. I, I missed you. He was having a – he looked like he was having a good time Friday night because I picked him up from the airport. He, I tell you, man, I – <laughs> I don't know how he didn't get blacklisted from flying, but – uh Let's just say when I picked him up from the airport, he was a little sloshed and uh, causing a ruckus. Look at him. I'm having a little too much fun, right? Uh, he was definitely a wild and out, um, which is, you know, I, they were drinking on the plane. Uh, their friend had uh, uh, the um, Room 303 podcast. Got finally got together to record a live episode together, and they were all together. So they all flew down, and we, I saw them all. So it was, it was nice. Uh, again, it was just a fun weekend. Got to see friends and just had a good old time, man. Well, enough about me bro what about you what, what did you do this weekend this three-day weekend i hope it was fun man because i know school's been kind of kicking your ass right oh man it's it's been rough i i definitely needed a three-day weekend um so what is it friday i i just hung out uh played some video games i don't remember what else i did friday i think that might have been it uh, me and Gabby hung out because Gatia was spending the night with her, with her grandpa. But I feel like we did something, and I don't remember what it was. I know we were having a blast because we were like, "We have no worries." 
it was just like more like a relaxing three-day weekend for you guys obviously well kind of so then saturday came along and we had a bunch of stuff to do with not enough time and we didn't neither one of us really slept enough and so we (laughs) we went to go pick up my my daughter right and she lives or her Gabby's dad lives like 45 minutes away from us. So right. just going to get her is like a, a two hour trip. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Cause you, you go there, you, you got to talk to the parents for a bit. Yeah. Small mingle. talk for like yeah. 20 minutes and then get her in the car, drive another 45 minutes. And, right. Right. And we got, we got her some donuts and yeah, it was, it was a lot. We went to go pick up some food. We ate some good food and then I had had a father-daughter date planned with Katya. Now, a bunch of the stuff I was going to do, didn't get to do. But I still got to take her to the movies. And so we'll talk about the movie that we went to see later. But it started raining so hard on us. Like, I came in. I was wearing cloth shoes. My shoes were squishy. And, like, I literally emptied water out of her and my shoes. Damn. Like, it was... It was I mean, it was just pouring and so we went into the movie you know movie theaters are usually cold we were lucky it wasn't that cold this time uh but both of us had to take our socks off and like i wrung them out (laughs) on the floor (laughs) sorry movie theater hey man we weren't sweating but yeah yeah. it was just water but it was (laughs) a lot of water man like those socks were cold i was like why why i didn't want to put them back on um but anyway after that, we went home. I cleaned up a little bit, and then I I passed out with Katya. Like we passed out at like ten ish, and then we were supposed to go to the beach the next day for Joe's birthday. Uh, his birthday is actually Joe. yeah, it's his birthday is actually next week. But his mom uh like rented out these little like cabins kind of by one of the beaches here in Texas. Mm-hmm. And um, it was raining the whole time. We uh, we got to go to the beach for maybe like an hour while it was like sprinkling, which was kind of cool because all the fish had come up to the shore. So you could see fish in the water, dude. Seagulls were like diving into the water in front of us. And we saw a pelican diving into the water, too. I was like, what the fuck? This is amazing. So that yeah, was that's pretty cool. cool. Yeah, because you don't see that generally. It's like when it's rainy and the fish come out and that's when they, they get closer. So that was pretty cool to see. Um, oh, but you know yeah, how, you know how else they get close, right? Red tide. Have you, ever, have you ever dealt with red tide? No, no. It, it happens a lot in the Gulf, in like in the in the Gulf, like in uh, uh clear water and actually your area. It's when uh, I don't know the exact terminology is, but it causes a lot of algae and a lot, of, and a lot of uh toxins and chemicals that end up killing the fish, and they just all wash up uh to the beach. And actually causes uh, some respiratory issues if people are too close to the beach. And that happened to me when I went to Clearwater. But I was like, uh, Jamie and I were like, fuck it, man. It, it was early signs of red tide. So they uh, they monitor um, the beaches to see. They'll put like out symbols like, hey, it's still safe, but you're just going to have some irritation like in your eyes and, and coughing. But it's still safe to get into the water, which is crazy. But you'll see dead fish everywhere, dude. It's it's kind of disgusting. If I'm not I'm not gonna lie, but it was still nice. But yeah, I hope you don't well, ever have to deal with that. 
Yeah, man, that's crazy. I had to deal with never rain. had to deal with that. <laughs> Dude, the rain was chilling. I mean, I'm gonna be honest, the beach wasn't like a nice beach. I wouldn't like recommend it, but yeah. it's close by, you know, so it's not bad. I'd still say South Padre is better. Yeah. Uh, way better than Galveston Beach. That yeah. beach, I'll tell anyone and everyone, Galveston Beach is trash. Um <laughs> And yes, I have before the listeners jump in and be like, you don't know nothing about beaches. Oh, you talk about Texas beaches. Oh, no, wait, 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 wait. I've been to a California beach. I've been to several Mexico beaches and I've been to Puerto Rico beaches, bitches. So I know beaches. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'll, I'll eat no California and uh, Florida beaches. Uh, oh, so... I've been to Florida beaches too. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for reminding me, Jason. Oh, yeah, man. No problem. You. I got you. I got you, man. I just want to tell these listeners trying to come at me, man. Dude, you know what? I totally forgot you were you were at the beach because we were drafting on, on a Sunday. <laughs> and you, I remember you mentioning saying it was raining. <laughs> yeah, I had yeah. so many drafts on Sunday. Nothing drafts galore. I, I, I low key. Uh, was looking at uh jamie she looked a little upset i was like i didn't know these drafts are gonna be this long they take up to like two <laughs> hours and i had three they take up two hours and i had three on sunday so it took me six hours to almost finish I'm go- i've got a so. question for you about jamie when it comes to when we get into later into the episode but we'll get to that in a oh, bit. oh we'll do for sure trust me i'm bringing her up uh because she's watching shows with me so and yeah, uh yeah. i'll give her her point of views from what I've seen and what she's told me, so I don't know if they're exactly what she says, but yeah, I'll definitely bring that up. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, what's it called? That was that was that right? And then at the night, in the nighttime, we all were drinking and we played uh, Taboo. Taboo, man, we yeah, had I such a taboo. good time. That's like the one of the best board games. If you guys don't know it, that's an easy good time with the family playing taboo and i'll try to play with someone that you know fairly well bro jenna and i kill that taboo bro we're undefeated the better you know somebody the the easier it is like for real it's so easy yeah i love that game that is that is a fun game with family members and stuff and definitely team up with someone that you if you if you have like a you gotta have a good repertoire yeah and you guys know you can kind of like read each other's minds if you guys can Uh do that Right, uh, then, you, then you guys would kill in this game. Siblings and uh, significant <laughs> others are always tough to play against. Yes, definitely. I agree. I agree. All right. Uh, going to go into some of the other concession stand stuff. So first off, I did make an error on Love and Death on HBO. So Jason, it is in fact the same story of Candy. So the Jessica Beale show, they're oh. doing it again on HBO with... Um, Elizabeth Olsen. So I misunderstood Ooh. Gabby when we were talking about it because I thought she had said that, that was a different candy and that one was a serial killer. Yeah. No, no, it is the same story of a woman who but ends is up one... murdering her, you know, yeah, yeah, lover's not... wife, whatever. Yes. Are um, you telling it's... me not to say that? Sorry. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. a true crime <laughs> story, yeah. everybody. It's it's a it's a public knowledge. I apologize if you were surprised or shooketh. Uh, but yeah, it's public knowledge, so don't hate me. There's already also another show about it on already. So another show about it already. Interesting. But I, man, I love me some Elizabeth Olsen, man. So that's the thing. You know what Gabby was saying? She's like, well, see, I feel like Jessica Biel can play the role better only because Elizabeth Olsen might be too likable. Yeah. I, like, oh, I mean, I like fair. Jessica Biel too. Yeah, yeah. But she was saying that the character was like, the one up woman, pretty much the one up girl. 
And so I, she feels like Jessica Biel could play a one-up girl better than... Now, let me ask you this. You saw the Candy series, right? I have not finished it yet. I have okay. not finished it yet. Okay. I've seen the first two episodes. Me and Gabby are trying to get on. we got so much... Yeah, and I can't remember. Is, is Love and Death already out then? No, it's coming out next year. Okay. I, I, de- I definitely want to see both of them so I can compare and I can let you know. And I hope you I hope you finish watching the Candy series and we can compare them. That'd be fun. Yeah, what, I'm, what, what Gabby was saying was that Jessica Biel looks better for the part, but the rest of the show seems like it's going to be better on the HBO series. I was like, huh, uh, that's probably accurate. Yeah, But anyway, moving on, uh, Disney is actually exploring a Prime-style membership with all of their services, Jason. Yeah, with no ads, I'm, I'm guessing. I feel like we talked about this. Not, the, not just the TV stuff, man. Like parks, cruises, merchandise, like everything. An all-encompassing oh. membership in which you get perks for all of those things. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Which I'm like, I'm interested because, uh, by the way, we have decided... And uh, announcing it here to all those who haven't heard it yet. Uh, oh, heard it here. Breaking news. Breaking news on Revenge of the Pod. Uh, so we are for sure getting married 2024. That you already knew, I think. But yes, what we're doing is we're having a very, very, very small, like, immediate, immediate family wedding. That has our grandparents and like siblings and parents, and that's pretty much it. And Jason. <laughs> and Jason. Yeah, yeah. All right, sweet, 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 sweet. How'd you know? <laughs> I don't know. I just had a feeling, man. You said immediate, so I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, you're you're I am your father. <laughs> daddy? You do call me daddy all the time. So wait, wait, what? what? No, it's good. <laughs> No, no, let them know, Jason. Let them know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're going to do that. Sweet. And then three weeks later, we are inviting everyone. Obviously, this is all on your own accord. If you want to go, you can. If you don't want to go, don't want to spend that money, you don't have to. But we are going to take a trip to Orlando and do Disney and Universal Orlando. Oh, And sweet. we're going to set up an itinerary for everybody to see it. And if they want to join us. Uh, on that day they can join us at the same parks and do some of the same stuff go eat with us uh i do want to have one day where it's just me and gabby so it's like a celebration of your wedding yes exactly yeah so instead of having like a you know a ballroom and caterers and buying the dress and buying the suit we're like let's do something that we've been wanting to do because uh you know this is this is this is a good possibility for us. Not going to lie, man. That'd be awesome because um, one of my cousins was supposed to get married at Disney World. Uh, but it was during the pandemic and they kind of started opening up stuff. And they had they had it set in a price for them and how much it was going to cost. But since the because of the pandemic, they're like, oh, hey, you know, we're opening up the, the gates. So we're going to actually charge you an extra this much because of that. And they're like, no, screw you guys, you know. So they ended up having that at a hall, which was a lot more affordable and which was fine. Um, I'm not a huge Disneyland kind of person. I've never been to Disney World, though. But uh, now that that was kind of like engraved in my head, like, oh, I was getting ready to do that. And then it didn't happen. I was kind of like, well, 
I got to go someday. So this is cool. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely, I'll, I'll definitely want to go, man. That that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, we've got some plans to to enjoy enjoy the visit. I want to kind of try to see because Disneyland has, or Disney World has four parks, right? So right, I know. Yeah, we we kind of want to see what exactly we're gonna do because we also want to do Universal. Uh, both of them, I hear, are a lot bigger and better than California. So I hope you enjoy it, man. I hope you enjoy it. That's our per- that's our plan at the moment. Sweet, man. Well, let me know if there's any updates on that. That's awesome. Now, that all came from the Disney is planning a Prime Style membership. <laughs> so, <laughs> moving forward, uh, Lord of the Rings actually got 25 million viewers in the first day. 25 million streams. Lord of the Rings, what? Lord set what? and blew away a record. The Rings of Power show on Prime uh, Video, my friend. There we go. Oh, that's what you're talking about. Okay, great. Listen, it's all Lord of the Rings. 25 million <laughs> viewers the first day. That is insane, man. Yeah, it shattered. It shattered records for Amazon. Now, just to compare, and obviously it's not fair to compare because it's different and not as many people have this service just because they don't. I mean, almost everybody has Prime Video because of Prime, right? Yes. But the high, the record high viewership for uh game for house of dragon which was high as well was i think eight to ten million oh wow yeah so i mean i was way more <laughs> yeah i was one of the eight to ten million but i was not one of the 25 million viewers i'll tell you that i was not one of the 25 either uh i watched a good portion of the episode uh yesterday but i did not get to finish uh, Saturday. I, I, I will be watching it so we can uh, give you guys a review of the first episode and obviously probably the second since uh, we'll, we'll be releasing the following week. Same, same. Now, next up, National Cinema Day was on Saturday when I went to the movies. If you guys didn't catch it, I'm sorry. We should have mentioned it before, but every movie was $3.25 at every theater. Dude, I heard it was select theaters. Oh, well, all the theaters I looked at were doing it. So oh, I guess nice. here in San Antonio, it was like all of them. It was so, I wanted to go like to like three movies on that day, but I was so busy. I only got to go to one. So I was pretty sad about that. But it was packed. It was like, remember when we were younger and you'd go to the movie theaters on a Friday night? And you'd have and to wait just, in line. Yeah, yeah. You were, yeah. You were like, waiting in line. The lobby was full. People were talking, walking around. Everyone was just like, going in every direction that's what it felt like i was like man this is great this is this is what theaters needed because everybody was spending movie at the money at the concession stand so it was nice to see especially because cinemas are like struggling right now since there are no like tentpole movies out and and that's actually how um movie theaters make their money is through concession stand because they do have to give 50 percent i forgot how it works uh opening weekends it's like 50 percent to box office and then after that it goes, it, it trickles down, but yeah, most of their money makers and why concessions are so expensive is because that's where the theaters make most of their money. That is correct. That is correct. Yeah. I don't know the exact numbers anymore. I used to have it memorized, but I do not remember now, but it's true. They make a lot of their money off concessions. That's why they're so stupid expensive. Um, they're trying to stay afloat guys. Next news, Jason, you know, we were talking about how, HBO 
or Warner Brothers Discovery, really. I keep saying wanting to say HBO Max, but there's still HBO Max to me, man. Yeah, Warner Brothers Discovery. Uh, David Zaslav was talking about wanting a figurehead for D- DC, just like Kevin Feige. They had thought they had found the guy. Uh, his name was Dan Lin. Everybody was like, who's Dan Lin? Well, he was the guy that did the Lego movies. He did a few other projects that were really good. He's not taking the job. He is not taking the job. Uh, I haven't seen any news yet as to why. I'm sure somebody's got the scoop out there. I wasn't able to find it before the show. But he decided not to take it. I'm guessing uh, they didn't want to pay him enough. So It could be if- money, but it could also be of all the like uh, cancellation of stuff and projects. And that could be... That could make me want to be cautious of accepting the jobs. Like, well, hey, you guys were doing a Batgirl movie and you guys completely canceled that. Like, if you want me to make this work, like, you need to give me full range. I don't know. I could uh, that see could that be another too, reason, yeah. right? Right? I don't know. I mean, I mean, we don't know. So, yeah, yeah, that's a good point, though. Like, maybe he was just looking at at the, all the moves they're making and decided, I don't know if I agree with these choices. Yeah, you know exactly. It was probably the Batman animated series, if we're gonna be honest. Like, yeah, let's let's be like, honest. Like, I'm pretty sure Dan no Lin wants I'm to work with them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last one for me. Uh, r- reminder, guys, this Monday night, if you're not a Bronco fan, whoa, whoa, uh, NFL fan. No, I mean I'm probably I don't have access to ESPN. So oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's that. Um, Anyways, if I'm not a Bronco fan, if you're not a Bronco fan, the Emmys will be on on Monday night. They were smart enough to know that they're not going to get anybody to watch on opening weekend of football, so they're doing it Monday night. Uh, Emmys. So check them out, guys. The Emmys feel like they're more important than the Oscars right now. So pretty cool stuff. Well, dude, a lot, a lot TV is being is amazing right now, uh, especially with all the shows that are coming out. And we will go over it, but I just won't be watching it. I will be paying attention to it. I just won't be watching it. Yeah, if if I can get access to the game, not gonna lie, I'm probably gonna watch the game. But if I can't, yeah, I'm gonna I'm probably gonna watch the Emmys. Come now, on, Broncos country, let's ride. Uh. Come on, no. man! You know that's awesome. You know that is. That's all. A lot. What a lot of people been saying, bro. Come on, come on. Just say, it. let's ride. Mm. No, okay, whatever. Yeah, oh, you're have, a Cowboys have you, fan. That's have right. you ever said how about them Cowboys? I think not, my friend. So no, but everyone just says let's ride. You can say Cowboys, let's ride, because that makes <laughs> sense for you guys. I guess, but it, it actually makes, makes sense, sense for the Broncos. Cowboys ride horses, right? Yeah, yeah. Cowboys, let's ride. You know that makes sense too. Yeah. E- e- either way, go ahead, continue. I'm anyway, I was gonna away. say um, <laughs> some of the nominees I'm looking at here, just for outstanding comedy series, all of them look like big hitters: Abbott Elementary, Barry, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Hacks, Only Murders in the Building, Ted Lasso, Marvelous Miss Maisel, and What We Do in the Shadows. I'm like, God dang, any of those shows? You know be what? A man? Good I winner. Saw a couple of episodes of What We Do in the Shadows. Because we uh, heard it was good. Yeah, I heard it was really good. Uh, I watched the first two episodes, and uh, it's like a vampire version of The Office. Yeah, that's what it. That's what it looks like. That's uh, it's that's what the film was, from what I understand. I heard the film is hilarious too. 
It's uh, oh, what's his really? name? Taika Waititi project. Okay, yeah, you know what, man? I, I, maybe I need to watch it some more and like keep go- getting past like the first couple episodes because it was, it was, eh, it wasn't, it wasn't really my thing. You know what it is? It's a lot of situational humor. Uh, so like I mean, those cheesy lines of like of an everyday conversation that Taika Waititi is really good at doing. Yeah, that's no, what and you'll I love see Taika. You know, yeah. yeah. I, I I'm not a huge fan of The Office. Surprise! Oh wow! Okay. Surprise, guys! Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They have a lot of cool, cool, cold openings, and like uh, I'll see them on TikTok, and they have a lot of funny scenes. But when I go up, like if I'm trying to watch a full episode, I'm like, yeah, it's not for me. But I love Parks and Rec, so I don't know. Oh, like, it's just, interesting. Yeah, yeah, love Parks and Rec. So that is interesting. Okay. So, yeah. So maybe I got to give it more of a chance and to give a little bit more opinion about it, but. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, good for them that they're nominated. Yeah, uh, I know I there's that one animated show that you, you like that's that was on Netflix that got nominated too. What was Love it called? Death and Robots? No, it was uh, Arcane or Arco. Oh, Arcane. Oh. Arcane, there we go. That one's nominated. Oh, man, that yeah. show. Did you watch it? Did you finish it yet? No, I just saw two episodes. They're really good, man. That animation's beautiful. It's animation really is show. nice, I will say that. Yeah. But yeah, let, let's just go over all this when we get the uh, winners and we can. Yeah, yeah. We'll get you guys next week with the winners because it will have <laughs> just happened. So uh, we'll we'll have a late episode the next week, just like we did this week. We got things going on. Uh, schedule might change up a bit with football. I know Jason uh, does not miss. It sounds like Jason does not miss any games. So. We'll see what we'll see what our new release day is going to be for you guys. Well, we usually record on Mondays, and I get to edit on Tuesdays, so we can have you released on Wednesdays. But it's Monday Night Football with the Broncos, and that's my favorite team, guys. So we're not recording on Monday. We were busy for Labor Day weekend, so we, you know, I, I can still push out Wednesdays. It's going to be a very tight schedule for us. But moving on, guys, just want to give you guys a quick updates. Uh, if you guys didn't see these movies, films uh, out in theaters, uh, you can actually catch them now. So Jurassic World is actually out now on Peacock. So I'll be watching that this week, Luigi. I'll have my opinion about it. Listen, Jermaine says it's probably one of the best movies that came out this year. So I got to see it now, bro. I <laughs> Listen, I've said it once. I'll say it again. I love those movies. And I love that movie. Is it an amazing movie? No. No, it's not. No, it's not. Okay. And another movie that I actually already saw, Elvis, is out now on HBO Max, Disco- I don't know, HBO Discovery, whatever it is. Whatever it's called now, it's out on HBO. The Jason, movie, do, do your best Elvis impression. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Oh, my love. My Jason, I think I just fell in love with you with that voice. Yeah, yeah, man. Oh, dude. <laughs> Do I have some opinions about this movie? Which we'll get into our TV land, which is since we're skipping trailers, right? Yeah, we're, we're done. To, we're, we're done. We're going on TV land. So is that the first film you want me to talk about since you didn't see it? Yes, it is. Welcome to TV land. Jason, tune us in on this hip and happening character, Elvis. So spoiler alert, guys. If you don't know anything about Elvis, he dies. What? Yeah, Elvis died, man. Oh, yeah. oh my God! Oh, I didn't know what you doing. That, right? Come on, if you guys don't know who Elvis is, come, you're you're living under a rock. So it's a biopic 
uh, about his life, which obviously I, there's a lot of stuff I didn't know about him. I had to, while I was going through the movie too, you can't help. If you're watching a biopic, do you do this, Luigi? You're like, oh, if you're watching it at home, not at, at the movie theaters, I'm not crazy, guys. You kind of like Google to see like, oh, shit, what would, about some characters? They're oh, like, fuck oh. it, dude. Do it at the movie theater and start talking. Be like, dude, have you heard of this guy? You know who this guy is? Who is, who is missing with Elvis? No, because I, I was curious because like <laughs> I knew he died and I was just curious to see at what age he died. And, I, you know, he was 42. So I was kind of curious to see like how this was going. I, I don't want to get too much into it, Luigi, because obviously you haven't seen it yet. But I, I, I did want to do some key points uh, about this film because I'm honestly very 50-50 about this film. Very 50-50. Really? Honest. Yes. Okay. And parts that I loved about this film was Austin Butler. He plays Elvis. Yeah, I've, everyone has said bro. he does an amazing job. Yo, yeah, he blew he blew my mind, dude. He blew me away. I was I was just in awe of his performance. Gr- amazing acting job. His method acting. He he's a method actor. And I was telling Jamie after we watched the film that there's videos out now of him doing interviews before he takes on this role, and videos of him doing interviews after he takes on his role, and he's he's still into it. Like he, he, he's definitely different after this film and he just, you can tell he put his heart and soul into this film and you could see it, man. It's so amazing. His performance performance almost kind of weighs out all the stuff that I personally didn't like and the stuff that I good. Wow. Yeah. And the stuff that I didn't like was the editing of the film of how they like, and the cinematography was, they kind of made it look like comic bookish. Yeah, yeah. Oh, because Elvis was a big fan of comics. Yes, he was a uh, Shazam, and they say that, and which is great. Like Captain, that's Marvel. what he based his costumes off of, right? Yes, exactly. Uh, so that's that. That was, which I thought was awesome, but like I, I didn't. It was kind of um, they did it at points where it just didn't seem right to me, and then really? also, okay. phenomenal actor Tom Hanks plays his manager and he narrates the whole thing throughout the film and it did his eye accent did kind of bother me and like, i just didn't like his performance dude i, I heard good, that man. so many times it, it like kind of, i read it, so many reviews that people were like surprisingly tom hank ru- hanks ruins this movie ruins the film he really does man it, it was just i don't know why he decided to go with that accent i mean i i, I never met i've never heard about Elvis's uh, manager, but he does play a lot into this movie and he's very important in this role. And there's theories out there of why and how Elvis may have passed. Obviously, you know, the, the, the infamous of how he passed away was in the toilet of a heart attack. Right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but there's, there's theories of why he got into prescription uh, drugs and, all this stuff, and you kind of find out about this in this movie, which I personally didn't know because I know there's a lot of Elvis fans out there, but I'm definitely a younger generation than when he was super popular in the King of Rock, and I didn't know that he maybe, maybe not, but like he uh, grew up in uh, the, the black culture, and he he saw what he loved. He loved music, and he's like, man, I love... And he had friends, like, everywhere within the black community. And, you know, he was very that's inspired true. by blues and stuff. He was hugely inspired by their music and the soul. And that's why he was always so, you know, 
And the manager took advantage of that because it's like, oh, if this is the first white uh, person that's bringing blues and rock and roll into America. So they're going to freaking love him. And he kind of exploited him for that. And he, it's pretty good, good film, man. I, it, it's just, again, it's 50, 50. Cause I just, there's a lot of things that I didn't like about this. And I will say this though, the ending amazing. I will say that because they, they show clips of actual Elvis and his last performance and, or that was recorded and man, it made me just kind of choked up. Like I didn't even know anything about the. Uh, well, I, obviously I know about Elvis, but like about his story. So it kind of was just like, damn, that is wild. Yeah, but yeah, so- man. Should do I recommend watching it? Watching this film just because of the Austin Butler performance? Hell yes, dude. Hell to the yes. But everything else, I will say that you guys might not like. And tell me if I'm wrong, but I feel like a lot of people that I've been talking to about that have seen this film have to agree with me. Yeah, so I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to watch it, and it's funny because um, who was it? I think it was there was there were several artists that um, that would go against Elvis, but he knew he knew several black artists as well who would defend him. And like they straight up, yeah, yeah, like he was because he was genuinely part of the culture. Like he genuinely wanted to make good music and he wasn't trying to steal anything, which I was shocked because I learned this fairly recently before the film. I mean, I haven't seen it yet, but before the film came out, Mm -hmm. uh, I was getting all kinds of information about him for some reason or another. And I had found that out. I don't want to say an artist's name because I don't want it to be wrong. No, it's fine. Yeah. You don't have to. He did grow yeah, up but, in the South. I think he was born in Mississippi, but lived in Memphis, Tennessee. And, you know, he just loved the, you know, the South, the music that came with. He didn't, he didn't, from what my understanding with the way the mate, the film made it look that, yeah, he didn't care about color, nothing to that. He just wanted to create music with people that felt the way he felt about it. So, yeah. And I know, I know that he was friends with BB King. I know BB King has had his He's back. in the film. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So that's a big one. I mean, BB King is one of the greats of blues. I know he knew Ike Turner. Um, you know, Ike Turner had his problems, but, you know, those were respected men in the community at that time. And it's, and it's interesting because there's, I mean, big artists like James Brown, Sammy Davis Jr., all these guys were friends with him and a lot of other people would go around and say, he's stealing our culture. He's uh, he's doing what all these other white artists do. And it wasn't the same thing as what other white artists were doing, because that's not what he was there for. It sounds like he was also being taken advantage of in the same way. Cause he was like, you know, a, a white boy from the South who didn't know a whole lot. I don't know the movie. I don't know his exact story, but it seems like maybe not to the same extent, of course, but he was not the kind of guy who was trying to take advantage and steal the culture while also being a racist. Exactly. Uh, you're kind of, I don't want to say anything more, but you're kind of hitting into a T, man. I, I, I do believe that. Uh, again, we don't know, but uh, they also said um, uh, Elvis Presley's uh, wife, she was, she, was, she was at the premiere and taking a picture with uh, Austin Butler. And after seeing the film, she said she she liked it. She approved of it. So 
So I'm guessing they told a lot of truths to it. Cause like, you guys don't know Elvis. Like I knew Elvis, obviously, whatever it may be. Uh, obviously we all have our different opinions. We weren't there. So we can't really fully say what happened, but I, I, they do show BB King in this film a lot as well. So it's just, it's very interesting. And I, they do appreciate whether, whether if people think it was stolen or not, they do appreciate the, and that's another part that I loved the, they show Elvis appreciating the black culture in the film and what the black community did for rock and roll and jazz and, and, and things like that. They were not taken for granted uh, in this film. So I do respect that. I mean, they, which they, is really invented, awesome. they invented, from my understanding, they invented blues. They invent, I, I know they jazz, invented jazz. Rock and I know rock and they roll. invented rock and roll. Yeah. They invented hip hop and R&B, of course. Yeah, I mean, it's it, you cannot deny those things. They send the trend, man. Yeah, so which again, that's why I recommend it. But what you're gonna you're gonna see some things that you're not gonna like, Luigi. You'll, I'll tell you that right now. Really? Yeah. <laughs> About the story, like historical inaccuracy? No, just like... the film in general. Uh, like, okay, okay. Like, damn! Like, come on, man! Like, why'd you guys do Austin Butler like this? You know, like. <sighs> All right, I feel like watch it. I feel like it added maybe a different director and or just the way they edit the film because the music, the score, awesome. Don't get me wrong. The narration from Tang Ho, uh, Tom Hanks kind of turns me off. But everything else, man, like it's good. I, I mean, I really don't know. Like I said, that's why I was 50-50 about it. So, All right, well, I'm going to have to watch it. What would you rate it out of 10 right now? Like, listen recency is never the best i feel like i've what i've learned from this pod more than anything is sitting on a film and waiting a little while to really decide where you would place it is a great idea but that aside jason i still want you to rate it all right <laughs> Out of 10 what would you give it my friend i'm gonna give it either a 7.1 but please at least nominate austin butler for an oscar for if, if he doesn't get nominated I will be upset. I, I'm not saying he should win, but this man should be nominated, hands down. Without Austin that. Butler, like the rest of the movie, <sighs> bro. Without without Austin Butler, bro, give me like a four point two. Yeah, man, dude, he carries that film. Carries I believe it. it. I believe it on his back. Shout out Austin Butler. Another one before I get into uh, films that uh, that we watched. Uh, it's just a show. It came out uh, to all my Rick, uh, animation fa- anim- anim- animation fans out there. Rick and Morty season five, six. I can't remember. Uh, it is out now. It came out on Sunday. Uh, they're releasing new episodes every Sunday. And the first episode came out. You know, just your typical Rick and Morty uh, episode, man. They did tie in a lot of previous episodes. So a lot of my... So a lot of it's it's a lot of fun for longtime fans out there. I won't say that they they did tie into a lot of a Rick's past about like how his wife died and why he is the way he is. It just we we start we start finding out more about Rick and his why he is again why he is the way he is. So that was cool. A raving episode. lunatic. I know he's yeah. a raving lunatic. <laughs> yeah, well, he's a he's a drunk. Uh, like he's an alcoholic uh he's he's the smartest man in the universe so he knows that nothing matters and like when when you're that smart like he's like we all die like he has a dude they have a lot of deep 
um, monologues in this in these shows. So if you've never seen it, like, dude, they have some deep monologues about like, yo, we all died. Nothing fucking matters. There's no God because he essentially plays the role of God because there's multiple universes and he can go in and out of multiple universes. And like, he pretty much like thinks himself as God sometimes, but like, he's still so like his heart is kind of just like, he, he, it, there's there's no feeling in there anymore because he's seen it all and no matter how much he tries that nothing matters in life to him because he's that smart he's that much of a genius that he he, he has a pro, he has a he has a fix for everything so it's just but they do his character well man this show is by far my favorite animated show ever just the way they do it it's hard Even to explain over anime like anime shows uh yeah man yeah uh, yeah hands down Dang. you are a big rick and morty fan though i've never i've only Huge. seen one episode so i can't really weigh in on this at all but. dude honestly uh yeah so my buddy kyle made me watch he's like dude you're like like he would send me like clips of episodes i was like this looks stupid and then he's like dude just watch it trust me you'll like it i ended up watching like the f- first season i was like oh, okay this is all right and i was like whoa this is fucking hilarious and it's pretty smart dude the writing is hilarious i i just highly recommend the show a lot of people don't like it which is fine they just it's just you know we all have our you know different strokes for different folks but i think it's the best cartoon uh series ever Although, another one on the list of the million things I need to watch. <laughs> yeah, and, and then the the creators of Rick and Morty are huge fans of The Simpsons. Like they always give credit to The Simpsons. Like if it wasn't for them, it we wouldn't be what we are. And just uh, they have a huge respect for them, Family Guy, all that stuff. Because that they're yeah, they're adult right animation. There, right? I still love The Simpsons. Like I love that show. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. They're what they did from what the night they started in the nineties to now. It's crazy, man. That's wild. And what what about you, man? You said you saw a movie. You took uh, so I'm guessing you took Katya to go see this film, right? I did. So Katya has been getting into anime, uh huh. And so I, I took a chance. I took a chance. Yeah, both Gabby and Katya have been getting into anime. So obviously, I am joining in on the fun because I'm like, you know, FOMO. I don't want to be left out. And. <laughs> <laughs> I showed her one of my shows. I was like, let's check this out. I haven't seen the episodes for the new version of it. So I showed her Dragon Ball Super. And she and loves... that's, what you, that's where you went to go see for yes, Cinema Day. Dragon Ball Super Superhero. Yeah. And so she loves Goten and uh, Trunks because they're little kids, right? Yeah. And they're just having fun. And in the movie, sure enough, Gohan's daughter is in it. And I was like, oh, that's perfect. A little girl character who's a badass. She's a badass, bro. Done. Done. Katya was sold like from the first scene of the movie. And it's so cool. I I loved it, man. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, if you were a Dragon Ball fan, it is everything you want in a Dragon Ball movie. It even and they I mean they know who they're servicing, right? So they even show you a little bit of Vegeta and Goku, but it's not about them. And that's kind of what I loved the most about it. Because Jason. Which Dragon Ball character do you think has gotten the the short end of the stick on the show uh, up to this point? Oh, Gohan all day, bro. Exactly. The Cell Saga ends 
Homeboy is set up to be one of the greatest Saiyans of all time. And, and what does he do? They nerfed him, bro. They, yeah. they nerfed him so bad. He's all, oh, I'm going to start a family, start a life. I cool, want to cool, be a cool, superhero. But you can still be strong. You can still be strong. Yeah, he has that silly superhero outfit when he's in the Majin Buu saga. Yeah. Oh, dude, they do. They not only address what he's turned into, they 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 set it right. They set it straight. And it is an amazing thing to watch. And same thing with Piccolo, man. Like Piccolo has been a non-factor since what? The Namek saga? Even in the Namek saga, he wasn't really strong enough to do anything. Yeah. Yeah, he was kind of helpful in the Saiyan saga with Vegeta. That that is uh, what's his name? That is one of my takes on uh you're you're hitting on the spot. Like that that's one of my things that I don't like about Dragon Balls. Like none of the Z fighters anymore are like relevant. Like now you just have Goku and Vegeta. Well, well, <laughs> you should watch this movie, my friend. Both of them get a huge power up, and it is fucking great to watch, dude. I was like, see, this is what I've been waiting to see. And not only that, you get to see a villain that you would love to see. And I'm not gonna say much else, but you get to see a villain. Uh, that you definitely want to see more of, and it's it's so good. It's it's a great movie. I don't yep. want to give anything away. I'll Solid. ask you this: You said Go you ahead. haven't seen uh, the super series, right? I've only seen some of it. I have. She and I literally just started watching. So it starts out with uh, you know, like as Dragon Ball does, like a twenty episode arc that ends with like a ten episode fucking battle. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And sure enough, that ten. But I'll tell you what, that ten episode battle is good in every episode. Remember well, in the Frieza saga, you were just sitting around waiting for shit to happen. No, yeah, no, yeah. this one shit is happening. No, uh, I will, I'll let you know, dude. That I love the Super Series. I will say that my best, my best saga that I loved is probably going to be. I'll put it in order for you. It's going to be the Cell Saga. I think it's the best saga. Then I'm gonna go with the Frieza Saga from Dragon Ball Z. Okay. And then I'm going to go with the Tournament of Power saga in Super. See, I don't know the term- Tournament of Power yet, but I will say for me, it's the Cell Saga. Mm-hmm. Then King Piccolo from Dragon Ball. Okay. And then after that, I, I really liked Majin Buu. I did. I liked Majin Buu. So those are my, those are my okay. top three. Okay. Okay. The only reason I didn't like the Frieza saga and... It's not that I didn't like it. It's just it played out so long, dude. The good episodes were great. I mean, that's where you first see Super Saiyan. But fuck, yeah. dude. Like, how many episodes does it take for anything to happen? There were, there were so many. <laughs> so Bro, I used to when watch they it killed, in Spanish. <laughs> when they killed Krill. Oh, yeah, me too. That's yeah, yeah. Uh, Spanish was ahead of uh, the English. By a lot. By a lot, dude. They were ahead of it, like, years. Yeah, like, when the English series first came out, the Spanish saga was all their Spanish series was already in the Cell saga, which yeah. If you guys don't know, it's like Dragon Ball. Then there's Dragon Ball Z with Raditz, Vegeta, and the bald guy. I can't remember his name. Then there's the Frieza saga. Then there's the Cell saga. And there's a lot of episodes in all of them. That was a lot of episodes. Yeah, it's it's, it's a definitely a long watch. <laughs> yeah, I was telling Gabby about it. She's like, that seems like a lot. Like I don't know if I'll. I'll be able to do that. It's like that's fair. I'm just letting you know which ones are the best ones. <laughs> but yeah, yeah but... those were those were my favorites. Um, so uh, overall, you enjoyed the, the the movie then? 
Loved it, man. I really did. It was so much fun. It was such a fun movie to watch. You're introduced to new characters that you're like immediately invested in or dislike. And I, I just new characters. Wait, I'm ask. I'm asking you some about some of these characters. Do you have Weiss? Was he in it? Weiss, Weiss, Weiss. Who's Weiss? He, he has like a white hair, like a blue face with a a, a stick. Kind of looks like a wizard. And then Lord Beerus, he's like a like a purple. Oh rat. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, Beerus, yeah. Sorry, I forget. characters. Yeah, they're pretty good. Beerus they're... is hilarious in this one. Oh um, really? Yeah. Well, Beerus yeah. is uh, he's known as a destroyer who can destroy universes with yes. ease. And uh, Weiss is actually more powerful than Lord Beerus. But you know what? I was reading that I was like, you'll Weiss you'll find an angel. Yes. And uh, destroyer gods cannot kill angels. They can't. And you'll find this out further on. You go into the super series. Which is interesting. Um, they were going to destroy Earth, but then they found out that they have amazing food. <laughs> yeah, so they yeah, decide not. Yeah, so they decide not to destroy it. So Specifically sushi, which fair. Sushi is one of the best things sushi I've ever is eaten in my life. Uh, it was sushi and ramen, I think. Oh, I'm sure. But again, sure. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Japanese show, right? So of course. But to be fair, sushi is to be fair, sushi and ramen is fire. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm telling you, man, you've got to watch it. You will not fucking regret it. And it it does help that Gohan and Piccolo are some of like my favorite characters. Not my favorite, but some of my favorite characters. And I had like dropped off with them because I was like, man, they they suck now, you know? So yeah. I was like, I I don't have the same love because like what are they doing? They're just doing nothing. And so seeing them get redeemed a little bit was worth every fucking penny. I'm going to tell you this and keep watching Super because they redeem one of my favorite characters who was a villain, Android 17. The brother of Android 16. Yeah, yeah, he comes out. Yeah, he comes out in it. Ooh, okay. I got to see that. Yeah, I'm telling you, you're going to like it, man. I loved the Cell Saga, dude. The androids and Cell, I thought all of that was dope. Future Trunks, to me, is the coolest fucking character I've ever seen. Like, that fool is fucking dope, man. That's my favorite. Bro, everyone wanted to be Trunks with a sword back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then with the huge spikes, the spike throw. Yeah, man. I I was all about that shit. (laughs) All right, all right. Done nerding out on uh, Dragon Ball. But yeah, man. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just saying, I recommend it highly. If you're an anime fan, if you're a Dragon Ball fan, you have to watch this movie. It's some of the best quality of anime that I've seen. Like, you could tell they put money in the animation. Yeah, dude, their movies are usually all pretty good. Yeah, man, so overall, what what would you rate this film then? (sighs) Dang, okay. As a film, I mean, it has a pretty good arc. Uh, I have to, you know, I have to temper a little bit just because it it does follow a different kind of strategy, which is a little more anime based. I would solidly give it a seven. Solidly give it a seven. Personally, I like it more than that. But for like the average viewer, if you're willing to watch an anime film, if you're willing to watch a Dragon Ball film, it's a seven. I would say uh, high seven or low seven. I know you say you don't, I don't like doing decimal points, man, but I don't like them rookie scores, bro. Not gonna lie, man. Close to an eight, like a seven point <laughs> okay. seven or seven point nice. eight. Nice, nice. Okay. Well, yeah, I like I'll recency you, bias. I don't know, but I yeah, fucking true. loved it. 
I'll tell you, as a Dragon Ball fan, you you can you can be all right. Man. You don't have you, you can give it a high score if you want, and I'll I'll respect it. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. All right, Jason, you got uh you got one more thing before we get into the two shows we watched. Yeah, man. So we, I saw a film recommended by our friend Thomas. Uh, he was on the pod. Shout out Thomas. Uh, Emergency. I forgot when this film came out. 2019, 2017, I, around that, around that time, he, he put it in our group chat and he was like, Hey man, you should watch this film. It's kind of like super bad, but like new, new era, super bad. And I was like, enough said that that's all you have to say. It's like, a, it's like a super bad movie. Look, let's watch this. Definitely not super bad, but I can see where. <laughs> I can see where he was like, hey, because so, it was these college kids trying to go to a party to make it an epic night before they go on to their to go their master's programs, things like that. So, okay, okay. They're very, very similar to Superbad. So I, I, I get what he was saying. Uh, the okay. comedy, there's some comedy moments and things like that. And uh, coming from Thomas, man, uh, for him enjoying this movie, it was pretty woke. Uh, for uh, they did a lot, a whole lot of. Uh, uh, it, it's two uh, young black characters uh, in a college. They, uh, I'm just gonna say a little bit of the plot. You know, like I said, they're trying to get into a party. They're trying to get. They're trying to complete this party before they graduate, uh, so so they can go into their masters. Um, but one thing led to another, and then something happens where they can't go to the parties, and either they have to call the cops or handle it themselves. But then being young black kids, like, should we call the cops? But they're going to think we're going to be doing this. Like, do you really think they're going to trust us with this? Which is kind of made me think when I, when I was watching is like, oh, man, I didn't think about that. Because honestly, man, I feel the same way as a Hispanic man. I, I do. Yeah, get man, nervous. I was about to say, like, that that is a thing. Yes. People don't want to call the cops. Exactly. They I, I don't get know nervous. what they're going to do. Yeah, when I'm driving around, even if I even if I'm not doing anything wrong, if I see a cop car drive next to me or by me, I get stiff really enough. Yeah, yeah I, stiffen I up and shit. You're like, oh, yeah, I get anxious. Don't look at me. Don't look like at me. Don't look at me. My heart just fucking races, bro. Yeah, I'm not yeah, doing yeah. anything. So, yeah, yeah, man. Like same. So same. I can only yeah. So I can only imagine how it is for in you know for the black community. So, and they tie they 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 really poke into that, but. My problem is with this film was and, and Jamie as well is like they were just making a lot of dumb decisions, which again, which carries on the, the film and the plot, right? Because you have to, right? Because the whole time you're like, why are they doing this? Just just call the cops. You're making it worse for yourselves, right? So they're doing all this shit and it's a whole crazy night. It all happens in one night. And the way they tie it in at the end was pretty symbolic. And I was like, all right, cool. That's where they went with this film. I respect that. Uh, funny moments, yeah. There definitely some funny moments. Uh, again, like you said, it was super bad. So they do a lot of crazy shit. There's still a lot of funny shit there in this film. Yeah. So I, I mean, that's my best way I can explain it. Uh, what, what I rec- I would give this a six point two, maybe a little lower. I would say. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, Thomas really liked it. <laughs> I'm on the fence about it. Would I watch it again? Probably not. So I'm gonna have to check it out. I need to. I need to see what all the fuss is about, man. Now you've piqued my interest. I'm like, well, now I need to know. Yeah, no, it's it's very interesting. Like again, like I can see what they were trying to do with the film. 
and but there was also just some moments where it's just kind of like ah man like there is obviously there's a lot of in movies right you're like you kind of yell at the tv like what are you doing do this instead of that right all the time especially in horror films right don't go in there right that's kind of how this film went right you're just like what are you doing like stop being dumb like that so oh uh, those movies it's it's one of those man so that's why (laughs) i'll tell you uh yeah it was like i said like i enjoyed it you know but like i'm not gonna go out and be like hey yo go watch this movie so um, go watch this movie or you're if you want, if you want yeah, life. yeah yeah go look, go look at the trailer see if it if, if it looks funny entertaining to you it really was entertaining just you know just i wouldn't expect too much from it i, I would guess sorry thomas it, it was good bro but it wasn't like in my opinion it was all right you know so and uh that was uh, the last film that i saw uh this week which is crazy i can't believe i watched this many films and shows this week but we're gonna go into our. Uh, proud of you, Jason. I'm proud of you. We're gonna go into our uh, piece of resistance, right? Yes, sir. Okay, we'll so go we're on. gonna start. Oh, what do you want to start with? Actually, no. You tell I, me. I, I feel think I like we should start. start with She-Hulk. That's that's where and, I was going. And with Game or not Game of Thrones, House of Dragon. Because uh, House of my Dragon. My thoughts exactly. Because don't don't amazing. say what was it? It was amazing. I was fucking it loved it, dude. What? Yeah. We can get into huh, it. Was it? Well, we'll get into it. Uh, but right. first, She-Hulk. She-Hulk. So, what are your thoughts, Jason? What are your thoughts on She-Hulk? Episode three. Episode three is probably the best one out of the first two. No, she. I am surprised right now. I will say that. I, I thought you were going to go in a different direction with that. Oh, yeah, so I, I'm watching these shows with Jamie, and uh, you know how you said it's, it's targeting an audience? Mm-hmm. She seems she seems to really like it, and she laughs, and like, I laugh too. I'm like, oh, okay, hey, that was funny. But as far as like the plot and the story, where it's going, I, I can see it's still building, you know? Well, see, here's... Sorry, I don't want to interrupt. Go ahead. Yeah, um, and they're... I feel like they're introduced... You know, they break the fourth wall, like we're... Like, you know, they talk about uh, a character, Wong, and they're like, oh, it's like, if you're expecting to see this, it's not this type of show. You're not going to see a cameo from him. And sure <laughs> enough, we see a cameo from him. Yeah. Which I thought that was pretty funny. I yeah. like that. And obviously... So just remember whose show this is. <laughs> it, exactly. But, I mean, it really, if you're bringing in the match that many cameos, like, is it really? Like, I mean, we're she, more... She definitely carries the show, is what I'll say. Like, she does a great job throughout the show. For I sure. think I think some of the moving parts in the show, like the supporting cast, there are some hits, some misses, um, and it just it, it kind of depends. And uh, apparently, there's this one scene I, we already know she already has her powers, right? But in the comics, the way she got her powers in the show is not really how she got her powers. She actually got jumped by men with glowing uh, objects that had fatal wounds to her and she lost a lot of blood. So in order blood transfusion, she had to get a blood transfusion from another than her cousin, the Hulk, which ended up saving her life, but also turned into she Hulk. So they're paying homage to that when she got, was trying to get mugged, but she was like, Oh wait, I can just turn into she Hulk and beat the shit out of these guys. 
So we're going to find out a little bit more about these characters, right? So again, like that's why I said, still building. Is it there yet for me? Not really, but it was enjoyable. Yeah, I'm still going to watch it. Um, that's what. What else happened? They, you know, they go through the court case with with abomination, and we we see why, where, and how he ended up in Shang Chi, right? So that was mm-hmm. very interesting. So it's cool. They they tie in a lot of that stuff. But again, do I feel like it's like She-Hulk show? I don't know, man. Not yet. Do you? That's where that's where the problem is for me, too. Like, it doesn't feel like her show. I know she said it's her show. And she does a great job in every episode. But it feels like they do a lot to overshadow her, which isn't great. It feels uh, like a was, lot of end credit scenes for me. Yeah, I was talking to a friend about the the show. And I was like, you know... You know what this show feels like? It feels like they should be filming it early and then releasing uh, sets of episodes with the movies they are connected to, like a side issue of a comic. Yeah. Because that would make it feel like it's in place. You're like, oh, it's She-Hulk connected to this storyline. Because that's what it feels like. It's like a She-Hulk story, but it's not a full story without knowing this movie. Right. You know what I mean? And and I haven't seen a show that's that reliant on other properties, but it is very much like a meta show that, I mean, it's clearly playing into all the tropes of Marvel and making fun of itself and the which fourth wall breaking. Which, yeah. yeah. It's very much like a, it's like their version of a sitcom, right? Like you, from what I'm seeing so far, there isn't this overarching storyline, which I feel like she could use personally. And to all of you who have ever seen supernatural there's a good version of this in which they had weekly adventures but they don't always throw snippets or episodes here and there of this underlying story that was for the two main characters that helped them grow mm-hmm. and i feel like that's what i would like to see from this show because i feel like that's the one piece that's missing that could make it a great show i could be wrong because a lot of people do see i mean the cgi was bad CGI was, was bad. really, really bad in this episode. I will, I will say this. I low key, I did like the elf that could transform, right? I oh, mean, that yeah. was the whole episode of this, right? I feel yeah, like it's yeah. just like a, like you said, like another sitcom where, like, oh, hey, since she she has to represent a lot of clients, the next episode is just gonna be just another character. She's dealing with another case, and blah blah blah. I kind of like uh, Three's Company. Yeah, and, yeah, and just so, like that old type of shows, you know, where like there's a conflict that they have to resolve, which they end up trying, they do resolve at the end, but there's still an underlying story that a plot that goes throughout without the whole throughout the whole season. And here's my thing: sense. I personally like. I know other people may feel different because the MCU is so grand and big, but I personally don't need it to be a big storyline. I just need it to be a story that furthers her as a character. Like for example. I agree. In Fresh Prince of Bel Air, right? Another sitcom. See, we're both comparing them, to, comparing it to sitcoms because it doesn't feel like an action adventure show. It doesn't feel like the MCU, the rest of the MCU. It feels like a sitcom. Right. But like in Fresh Prince of Bel Air, like the story is based around Will Smith trying to acclimate himself to a totally different culture and social class while also growing as a person. And you see that throughout, right? And I'm not sure what I'm seeing yet with She-Hulk. I feel like 
they might be trying to base it around like, okay, she is getting used to her new powers. She is acclimating herself to being a superhero. Uh, but we don't see her superheroing that that much. Um, even if it's exactly. like in a comedic sense, we just see her lawyering, which is fine with me. Like I, I love the courtroom scenes. I think they are one of the best parts of the show. But she was already a lawyer. You know what I mean? She doesn't acclimate. She doesn't have to acclimate herself to that. So I'm, I'm just wondering, like, where is her conflict? And it's funny because, uh, yeah, that's that's what I'm friend. waiting for. I, I definitely yeah. want a conflict. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, it's well funny. Said. I was talking to a friend about that, and he was like, "Yeah, I don't really see a conflict." And overall, like, I don't need a big conflict. I don't, but I need something for her to want to grow, to grow as right. a character. Yes, yeah. I, I agree. And, and it's kind of tough. Needs. It's kind of tough when you're breaking the fourth fourth wall and being a, a comedic character. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And because she's already a good person, like with Deadpool, it's obviously him just trying to constantly trying to be a better person because he's such a piece of shit. Right. And it's hilarious. Exactly. Yeah. It's hilarious. Um, She's already a good person. So you're like, all right, what what do you need to work on? Right. So what what are we rooting for you to what goal are we rooting for you to reach? It Um, it almost seems like she's perfect. mm -hmm. You know what I mean? yeah and it's funny a friend was talking to me about that and that that was his same sentiment i was like yeah i can see that i mean i see a little bit of conflict in her for sure where she's like i don't know if i want to be this sure but there isn't this major difficulty for her yet or this like even mild difficulty where you're like oh we need to watch where this goes you know what i mean so well i I think we saw that in the third episode with the the guys that were trying to mug her because they said they didn't succeed in mugging her like what's going on did you get the sample because they wanted a blood sample from her and i think i think that's where they're trying to tie it in because remember when bruce banner in episode one like i had to run from the government because they wanted samples of me so they can create more of you so it's it's very dangerous so i think that's where it's gonna go because they're like all right if we can't get bruce banner because he's already we can't find this guy like Maybe we can get a new person that just got the serum who doesn't know that people are coming after her can be part of the plot. That would be my guess. And that's what I I noticed, which made me create a theory uh, on that. So I think maybe that's where they're going, but I don't know. That would no, be, I that, love that. that. I forgot be about one, that right? scene totally. Yeah. Yeah. Remember he tried stabbing her and they yes, said, like, yeah, yes. I couldn't get a sample. So I think that's where they're trying to go. So again, it's building so let me keep it going see what happens definitely keep the comedy but i i need to see more growth within the a character right we have to we have to see we we gotta hate her sometimes you know that's what makes some shows great because you see the conflict within themselves on what they're going through and sometimes you don't agree with some of the you're like oh why did you do this i think that's why we like tony stark so much throughout the movies right the films. even uh even moon knight in the recent show right there were many reasons to dislike him yeah and also like, reasons doing, to love bro? him but then you're like oh, i love you though you know that i think that's what we need with this character there's some there's got to be some conflict like you said there's there's got to be and, and I'm, i'm say, sure we'll get it so i will say one piece of conflict is like her her headstrong decision not to work with bruce you're like okay that's a piece of conflict that's like yeah decision that i'm like come back to bite her yeah i don't know if i agree with that yeah yeah okay yeah and so so uh 
you know, I got to bring it up because it's all over the internet. We already talked about the CGI stuff, but the internet's going crazy over the Megan the Stallion thing, or either loving it or hating it. Um, I gotta ask Jason, how do you how do you feel about it? Um, it was funny, but like also kind of like they didn't need to do it, but it was also an end credit scene, so it didn't really matter. Yeah, you know what it was I mean. Very much one of those like post credits just for fun uh shitting on you kind of like the shawarma thing yeah but but again at the same time if you want to be you just got hired by this law firm right and you're trying to be taken serious and you don't want to be the she-hulk because you know like the only reason she got the job was because she can turn into the hulk but then you're going around and like i don't know it's kind of like a respect thing like i don't know but hey if you're getting a client and megan the stallion Maybe you got to twerk sometimes, bro. Maybe you got to do whatever your client wants sometimes. So I don't know. It was just, it was definitely more for the fans out there. I mean, um, this is what I was going to say myself is this, this show is clearly not aimed at us. This is aimed not. at women, which is fine. Like, I don't mind that at all. Uh, but that scene was definitely for the ladies, right? And I asked Gabby about it. And I was like, did this like resonate with you? And she's like, honestly, yeah, it did. Like me and me and my friends get together and almost every time somebody ends up twerking and you just like, you root each other on. It's not even about a sexual thing or anything like that. And I was like, really? She's like, yeah, it's just for fun. And I was like, huh? I didn't hey, know man, that. I, I twerk sometimes too, bro. Just like randomly. That's what she said. She's like, guys twerk. Yeah. It's fun. And I was yeah. like, I, I, I don't think I can twerk. So <laughs> like, I feel you can do it with friends, right? Like I was, I was definitely doing that draft day. I was just like, I can't, uh, it's awful, dude. Like, yeah, I got, I swear if anyone records me ever twerking and like post it, like they're going to laugh at my face, bro. Because <laughs> I just feel See, like I'm that's... moving my back. So I, I, I get it. But like, again, like uh, just... Tina and Bob's Burgers. You ever seen Bob's Burgers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So does that weird, weird dance? That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's not as bad as that. But... Oh, man. But yeah, yeah again, but I don't know. I, I just... just think it's not aimed at us. And a lot of, I think a lot of women turned their head who wouldn't even take a look at Marvel just because that was in there. True, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, look, I get it. It's not for everybody, but I don't think it. I just don't think it was meant for everybody, right? Like they're okay with specifically catering to women in certain scenes, which is cool because you're going to get more women to watch MCU. And let's be real; it's all about that money. I know. I'll tell you, man. Jamie, Jamie is definitely enjoying it. From you know, she said she really liked it. I, I, I'm not gonna lie. Like I said, I enjoyed the third episode. Like I feel like it's growing. I think it's can give me better. The twerking episode, like I said, it was just an end credit scene, which a lot of people like when I when I saw it like on memes and TikToks, because I I couldn't escape it, man. I hadn't seen it yet. I was it's at work, yeah. <laughs> and then I saw it. And I was like, wait, what? It's like, what does this have to do with the story? But then it was an end credit scene, and we get end credit scenes from the Avengers where they're just like at a restaurant eating a burger and stuff because they talked uh, about shawarma. it yeah. exactly so i was like okay well so what's wrong with this end credit scene yeah i do like the memes though, of them making fun of it like shitting on it or you know just having a good time like, it did what it needed to do yeah uh bad, bad memes those are actually CGI, good memes for the show the cgi in that scene too i'm like man it looks terrible it's bad right yeah. they need to like whoever is doing the cgi for this show like 
you need to not let them do it anymore or give them more time because holy crap like you could tell and especially with her hair in a lot of the scenes i was like that don't look right that looks fake right? fuck. i will tell you this though i saw some good cgi this weekend oh <laughs> i like that segu you like that that uh, little transition? Yes, House sir. of Dragons has some great CGI. I'll tell you Dude, that. Amazing, amazing. That, and when I mean that, I, I really like the, the pig man. And Jamie's like, is that real? Is that was the that boar? The, the boar, yeah. Oh, I was like, man. I was like, what do you mean is it real? I was like, babe, that's CGI. I was like, are you sure? I was like, it did look either, fucking real. It I was like, either real. that or it's animatronic. I was like, it's not a real animal. No way she, she stabbed and killed the thing. <laughs> but yeah, that was just a scene. But yeah, let's let's get into it, man. There's I, I want to give you my opinion now. After watching episode three. Uh-huh. I mean, Jamie watched uh because I was watching the first two episodes. I watched the first two episodes by myself. And uh Jamie caught up because uh her good friend, shout out to uh, Michaela, it's actually her birthday this week as well. I think it's on the seventh, if I remember. I'm sorry, I have bad memory, but yeah, hey, shout out, uh, happy birthday to her! But happy she birthday, also, Michaela, happy birthday! And she recommended it to her, so now I made I made her watch. Like, you well, you know what? If you want to watch episode three with me, you got to watch the first two. So we did that, and we watched episode three together. And after watching episode three, I'm gonna watch Game of Thrones. Hell yes. Hell yes. Yeah. Yo, bro, I will watch, I will rewatch Game of Thrones with you. Like, that's how much I like that show. That's how much I like that show. You know how many times I've watched Game of Thrones? How how about this? Um, After every season, I will give a little recap. And, you know, I'm going to take my time watching it. Don't get me wrong. It takes a while. It takes a while. after, After I watch season one on that week, I will put it on our, what do we call this? Uh, our notes, our pre pre episode notes, uh-huh, uh-huh. to give you so I can talk about it, and I'll give you my thoughts on it. Yo, Does I will. I'm fair? telling you, I will rewatch <laughs> season one. Like, I'll rewatch the whole thing. I have rewatched that show, so I watched it once, twice, three, four. I think four times. That's a long show. It's a yeah. long show. I like it. That you ain't much, gotta man. do all that, man. <laughs> But yes, after watching it, we both enjoyed it. Episode three was fucking awesome. A lot, dude. A lot of symbolism. I will say that. Mm-hmm. A lot, a lot, dude. A lot of of foreshadowing and things to come. In my opinion, uh, like for example, uh, the white heart, the deer, the is it a deer? It's not a deer. Yeah, it's a deer. It's right? a buck. Yeah, it's a deer. It's a buck how the king was going on a hunt and they're tracking the white heart, the white, the white buck is like, it's a gift from the gods because he just ended up having a son. He's the king three of the years, forest. Yeah. It's three years into the future. And, and when we, where we last left our uh, characters, the king decided to choose his daughter's best friend as his next wife. Ooh, man. Fucked up. Right. And the show opens up with not only is she pregnant, but she has already had a son and it's two years old. A son. um, Aegon. Aegon. Aegon the second. Aegon the second. Who everyone thinks is going to be like, oh, clearly this guy's going to be next heir of throne. 
Although, um, what's the father's name? The king? Viserys. Viserys had already named an heir, which is Rhaenyra. Rhaenyra. So there's a lot of conflict, and she's upset because she's like, oh, he has a son now, but he also let me down because he literally chose my best friend, who's my around my age, as his next wife. And now she's about to have two kids with him. That's a, that's some betrayal, right? Oh, fuck but, yeah. But is it, though? Listen, in her eyes, I can see why she felt betrayed. Now, over, I mean, over the course of the episode, things change. It's fucking Otto, man. It's it's her father's, bro. Like, he's the one that forced, you know. Oh, that guy's such a conniving yeah, little. He sucks, itch, dude. Yeah, he sucks, man. He sucks I don't like so him much. at all, man. <laughs> Yo, man, I can't wait till you watch Game of Thrones. You're gonna, you're gonna have some opinions. Let me tell yeah. you, Otto, Otto is uh, he ain't shit compared to some of the people you see in Game of Thrones. But I mean, my my thing is, Rhaenyra doesn't want any part of this christening day, right? Naming day. It's when they name. They wait two years to name the baby. So what do they call him in that time, baby? Hey, baby. No, Aegon. Hey, I know, They're but calling they waited him Aegon two, the whole time. But it was his name day. Like they gave him his name that day, and he was already two years old. Ah, yeah, that's tr- that's true. That's so weird. Walk, huh? Do they yeah. walk around just, hey, baby, baby, it's my like, son? <laughs> um. Yeah. So it's it's interesting, but um, she wants nothing to do with that day because she's so sure that her dad is going to replace her as heir and all the things he told her are just bullshit and lies. And throughout the episode, we see the Lannisters. Those of you who are Game of Thrones fans, you know who the Lannisters are. That's for damn sure. Is that another thing that we should know about? I did not know nothing about the Lannisters. So, yes. I mean, listen. This show can exist on its own without you knowing the history of the Lannisters because this is before the Lannisters that are in Game of Thrones. But it says a lot about that family over time. Okay. Because the the head of the Lannister house is very presumptuous. He's very full of himself. He tries to buy everything with money. And he wants to pretty much buy Rhaenyra. Right? Like, that's what he's trying to do. And... The dad doesn't say anything. He just doesn't stop it from happening, right? From what I saw in the episode, he's like, yeah. At first. Yeah. And then when he realizes Rhaenyra wants nothing to do with that guy and that she thinks all he's trying to do is marry her off, which I see both sides because she's just being defensive because she thinks that he's trying to get rid of her. And she's about to lose being the heir to the throne. She's like, all the promises he made was were bullshit. He doesn't care about me and whatever, right? But he turns around and he's like, listen, every king and queen has to marry, and they have they usually marry for like a way to strengthen have successors. Yeah. A way to strengthen their, their standing. And yes, to have successors. And at one point in the episode, he straight out says it. He's like, he's like, look, you have to marry. You need to multiply so that you have heirs to the throne in your family line. Like he's he's laying it all out. He's like, it's not just about your choices. It's not about like, oh, I don't want to get married. You have to get married. 
Because if you don't, what happens when you die? And he's just kind of like pointing this out to her because I mean, she's young, right? Like if you don't want to get married, it's the way you feel. Well, not only that, right in the beginning of the episode, he was kind of throwing the Lannisters at him. Jason at Lannister. Great fucking name. Um, (laughs) Like that's a piece of shit though. Like, yeah, he was a piece of shit, but like, he was just like, (laughs) yeah, here, marry this guy uh, because they have a great house or whatever. And they got money. Yeah, yeah, and they got money and like he was just he just wanted her to get married. But throughout that whole time, throughout the hunt, he sees again symbolism. He's like, Whoa, I'm being a shitty dad right now. And then he and then he goes into that speech. He's like, You gotta get married, you gotta spread your seed. I'm gonna let you choose who you want to be with. But just choose somebody. <laughs> but just choose someone. But just know that you have to. Which is honestly kind of respectful uh, in a way. And you see, you see, he does care eyes. about it. It's like, you're still my heir. I made you that promise, and I'm still holding on to that promise. I don't care that I just had a son. You are still the heir. It's pretty and much you, what he told her. Yeah, I love it too, because you see it in her eyes where she's like, fuck yeah. Like, you can see it that she's like, yeah, she's like, thanks, dad. Oh, man. You I thought she was going to hug him. After yeah, I thought she was going to hug him after that. You know what? They're they're more subdued, right? They're very British. They're not showing. They're trying not to show too much emotion. Yeah. So oh, that yeah. was a uh, yeah yeah. Us Hispanics, there would have been hugs and tears. Yeah. yeah. And... Hugs, I love you. <laughs> love you. Thanks, that's, that's all, all I, I needed to hear. hear. Yeah, that's yeah. all I needed. <laughs> uh, but but again, man, the king. Three years later, I don't know if you noticed. He was missing some fingers where he got uh, cuts from the Iron Throne. I didn't see that. Yeah, so you know, his first couple of scenes, he's wearing gloves because he's out with the at, at over there for the hunt. But then when he's there's a scene where he's upset because he he just came to a realization that he hadn't been treating Rainier right after these three years after getting married to his best friend to her best friend. But he's holding a cup, and you see his fingers where he was getting an, an infection. They're gone now. His fingers are gone. His, uh, it was his pinky and his ring finger. Uh, almost gone. I'm going to have to pay attention to that. I, I got to rewatch. Dude, he's going to die pretty soon from infection. Oh, I mean, remember I'm how he had the infection certain. on his back? He's going to die very soon. And it's 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 going to come down to some pretty interesting stuff. Especially towards the end of the episode because there was a war going on. Wait, wait. Let's not get there yet. We'll, we'll talk okay. about okay. that amazing okay. scene. In a bit, I, I want to talk a little bit. I thought it was, it was dope. It was great. It was amazing. And yeah, it was, it was pretty awesome. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. And I want to talk about why I think it's amazing because there's like a certain sequence that is amazing. Um, okay. Maybe not the whole, not the whole battle, but there is a sequence that's amazing. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, my the, what I find interesting is that over time you see more and more the king losing grip. Like you're you're noticing it too, right? Like how drunk he gets, um, how unsure of everyone he is around him. You see, yeah. I mean, I didn't even notice the whole finger thing, and then you see moments like when they juxtapose him killing the deer next to Rhaenyra fighting for her life to kill that boar, even though uh, what's his name. The the knight that protects her stabbed that yeah. boar. That, that motherfucking boar was getting right back up. Like 
it yeah. was it was ready to go and she's like nah dog you are done <laughs> and she takes out her dagger and just stabs it to death fully bloodied up like she ain't worried about nothing as opposed to the king Viserys who takes one single stab at the deer while it's being held down subdued misses and has to take a second hit uh, because he missed the spot and everyone's just watching awkwardly and uncomfortably did you notice that yes yes dude yep it felt like it said a whole lot about those two Again, characters and where they are. Exactly. And the fact that he couldn't get that white buck. It was another big buck, but it wasn't the white buck. And she sees the buck. And then and then she, uh, her, her protector is getting ready to, to, to slay the buck. But she's like, no, let it go in peace. Which, again, says a lot Which, about her. Huge, again, huge symbol of symbolism about her being a great leader and how maybe she should be the great leader and everyone that's denying her is wrong i mean up to this point in the show i feel like almost every decision she's made i understand it i think that she lets her she lets her emotions get the best of her no she does Uh, she's still a still a child yeah a kid making wrong decisions and yeah like where she refused to come out on a gun's name day and then she refused to talk to her dad like that's that's her not being a, not being a good communicator, right? But overall, when she makes choices, they're pretty solid choices. Like I get it, and you can see the hate that she has for her former best friend, Alicent, Alicent Hightower. Yeah. Man, I, I don't blame her for that one either. And the fact I don't that know, her man, dad it's been says three he years, loves man. her, we're not gonna not gonna not talk to her for three years. But then again, Just, I don't know. See, that's the thing. Her dad says he loves her, and you can tell like she's not bothered. He's like, I hope you find love the way I did. And I'm like, dang, he really does love Alicent. And it's important for Rhaenyra to know that. Like, he didn't just pick her just for no reason. Uh, I think he's she's still mad at Alicent and thinks she was being conniving. But that is definitely her dad. But she low-key was being conniving. I mean, do you, do you feel like she would have done it if her dad had not pushed her to do it? No. That's where I leave it, man. I'm like, look, she got put in a position. She made the choices she had to make, and she's surviving. In this world, for a woman to survive is enough. Like that is I respect this that. world is I like cruel, I like cruel I like how you say women. that. I like I like how you say that. I, I yeah, that's an, another thing too. Like it just that shit still really bothers me with the the age thing, you know. Yeah, yeah, and they just they just lean in on it, right? They lean. I mean, because it is true that I mean, as much as we cringe on it and hate it, that's really how it was. Yeah, and then when they offered so family weird, members man. to get married, all of that you got to like, keep the bloodlines going, so mm-hmm. you end up with your cousins and stuff. I don't know. Yeah, that's the part yeah. that makes me cringe, and I'm just like, I don't like this part, but yeah, I get it. Yeah, it definitely they play into it more than they did in Game of Thrones. Although, in Game of Thrones, there's there's moments where you're like, "Yeesh." Oh, yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. So I, after all this, after they come back from the hunt, all this symbolism, we we find out that there has been a war that's been going on that Damon started with his alliance with uh, what, what the Valerians. Was, the Valerians. To deal with these crab feeders, uh, the 
what were they called? The I crap wish feeder. I could remember their names. Yeah, I, crap I, I feeder can't... side of the the army, I guess. And the Valerians got to Damon. Was like, hey, if you can beat this war, that you're start this war and end it, you would make a name for yourself. So he decides to take it on. And you find, and again, three years into the future, it's been going on for three years, and it doesn't look like they're going to be winning this war. Mm-hmm. They're getting destroyed. Because Damien thought, he's like, I just bring my dragon, fuck shit up. But the way that they have their defenses set up, they're going in a cave so the dragon can't get in and can't breathe the fire in. So they're able to escape and maneuver around it and actually start almost being ahead of this war. Against the Valerians and the Targaryen side of the f- family, right? W- led by mm-hmm. Damon. Yes, sir. So, so the the king's getting news of this is like, I didn't start this war. Is like, yeah, but if you don't co- go, they're gonna be like, hey, what does this say about you not helping like some of your community? But also, I was like, what? How does that make me look as a king to decide to help now? Like that shows weakness, right? So there's, and that's there's just two sides Otto, for all this. But that's just because Otto wants Damon dead. He wants him to die there. He doesn't want him to go help Damon. He's he, he, You always got to remember who's saying it. That motherfucker. Like, ah, but I that is kind of true. Otto. It, it does show a little bit of weakness. Or it also shows oversight. Like, he, they'll, they'll know that he should have done it a long time ago. And that he doesn't make great choices. Ah, but anyway. So the scene that I was going to say is they decide they have one good plan and the king sends a message to Damon saying, I'm going to send troops to help you. I don't want to see you fail and I want to do everything I can to help. And so he reads this, beats the shit out of the messenger. Don't well, kill the he, messenger. Because he knows if, yeah, don't ever kill a messenger. But he also knows if he if he waits for backup to come, then him being in this war would have all meant nothing, and he loses all his credibility. Uh huh. So what does he do, Jason? Sacrifice. They have himself. a crazy plan where somebody has to sacrifice themselves. So what does he do, Jason? Decides to go up and throw the white flag and lure all of them out to do a ambush. Now, now how many many men does he have with him, though, Jason? Zero. Oh, is it just him? Yeah, well, the best part about this was the crab prince, which you see more of his face, looked like he has been burned by a dragon before. Mm. Did you notice that? Yeah, it almost looked like this disease called grayscale, but it looked more burnt. Right. And they see him waving the white flag, and he's looking up in the sky to make sure the dragon's not there. And it's like, okay, well, he's the only dragon rider we know. So, yeah, let's take this surrender. Everyone get outside the caves from where we're hiding away from the dragon. Get this, man. And and he, he does sends the, what? He sends how many units in? <laughs> like himself. three? Uh, he sends a couple units, yeah, yeah. And then they all get taken out, and then he sends, like, a huge group. And... Damon takes those three units out by himself and like a G dude full on sprint, like cutting straight through people. The only way they stop him is with their, their uh, bow fire. Yeah. The long, the cover fire essentially. 
Dude, I thought that scene was so gangsta, man. I was like, fuck, Damon's an asshole, but dang, he's a badass. He is a badass. I'm not going to lie, man. I kind of saw that coming uh, for what was about to happen after that. Right? He was getting surrounded. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For and they're sure, about for to sure. kill him. And then a dragon, the dragon ends up coming in, being ridden by one of the Valerians who has Tigerian blood. So, of course, he can ride a dragon, right? Does that make is that right? Yeah, I think okay. so. I mean, I don't know I don't if mean, that, that'd anyone be my guess. from Valyria can ride dragons, or that one specifically no, had dragons. they have uh, Tigerian blood, right? So if, ah, if they're Tigerian, okay. they can ride dragons, right? Yeah, oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. His, that's his uh, cousin's son. Valerius' right. cousin, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, I mean, they come... I'm getting this from getting this Game of Thrones shit. Easy. Takes out all of the units that have, that have uh, surrounded Daemon, and then the army comes in and takes out the rest. And that by the end of it, you see Damon come out with like the top portion of Crabfeeder's chest, head, and arm. And he's cut him into pieces. And you're like, man, he just he just did that shit. And you know, you know, like right when you see that, you're like, he refused. He refused to take help from his brother. He was like, no. No, I am not going to lose credibility among my men, uh, lose credibility amongst the people. I want them to know my strength. I was like, Jesus, dude, you're as much as I don't like him for some of the choices he's made. He's he's a badass. He's a badass. He is a bad dude. After that scene, I was like, I kind of like Damon. Same, same. I was like, I like him. He's a piece of shit, but I like him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's exactly how I felt after that scene. And I was like, all right, yeah, the willpower and realizing that everyone's like, the reason why we're losing this war is because of Damon. And then he's willing to sacrifice himself and being the the bait, essentially, to win this war. Hey, and is it me going back to Rhaenyra? Do you think she's going to end up marrying that knight that she chose? Well, have you been watching the end credits of what's to happen next episode? No, I have not. Oh man, I do. I have a theory for you. Tell me what happens. I just missed. He's it, he's not of royal blood. No, he's planet. not. Yeah, he's commoner blood. I think. Yeah, so I have a feeling that she's gonna have a relationship with him, and because if he's not of royal blood, she or noble blood, noble blood, or whatever blood or not bloody blood. It's kind of like it's like I was like, oh, you're not a damn. What's that? Uh, the whole thing with uh, Romeo and Juliet. They're yeah, you're not part of this family, so they can't be part of this family essentially. And apparently, it's uh, not legal to do that. So they mm-hmm. like, oh, you're accusing me of doing this and blah, blah blah. So it looks like they might be having a secret relationship that she's not supposed to be having. What? Yeah, yeah. That was all in the preview? Yes, dude. Go watch. Go watch after the credits. They show of like what's gonna happen next week. By the way, the Romeo and Juliet families were the Montagues and the Capulets. That's what it felt like. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Or as uh, the slightly more modern version would call it, the Jets and the Sharks. Oh yeah. West Side Story. (laughs) West Side Story. Yeah, so uh yeah i mean that's that would be my guess is that she does have a relationship with him but you're not supposed to and there's accusations coming about it and stuff because i think otto may have found out because they're gonna keep rainaria as heir 
So he's pissed because Aegon's not going to be the heir. All this shit. Like, oh, Otto, Otto's going to end up being a piece of shit, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's Main villain. Be with... And I hope he goes out like a bitch when they kill him. Well, some of the main villains do, some don't. Dude, you gotta watch Game of Thrones. Like, they'll just just watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh, I will. I will. Because uh, a lot of it is very parallel. Like, it's not connected per se, but the stories are similar. You're like, oh, of course this is what's gonna happen. Of course this is how they're gonna react. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's just so common in that world. But yeah, it was a great episode. I can't wait to see what happens in the next one. Yeah, I'm excited, man. I'm getting, I'm invested now, and it's no Breaking Bad, but hell yeah, man, it's cool. <laughs> Breaking Bad's an amazing show, I'll say that. <laughs> Which reminds me, gotta watch Better Call Saul, Better Call Saul soon, so I can uh, review this and let everyone know what I thought about it. Yeah, I mean, I really wish that I liked the first few episodes more, but they told me I have to get through the whole first season. That's how, like, right. that's how Breaking Bad was, though, man. See, I loved the first season. I liked it right from the start. Uh, it, it had to build for me, man. I didn't really like it until the half, towards the end of the second season of Breaking Bad. That's what Gabby said. She was like, I wasn't into it. I didn't really finish it. And she only watched like the first few episodes. I was like, what? I thought it was such a great story. But yeah. But all right, guys. That's going to be it for us this week. Jason, you got any shout outs? I sure do, man. So I'm going to go and shout out to my girl, Doja Cat. I've been forgetting to shout her out the past couple weeks. It's fine. That's my girl. (laughs) Shout her out. Uh, I'm going to go. Jamie, Jamie, do you hear this? That that (laughs) you you need to tell this guy something. (laughs) Well, I'm also going (laughs) to shout out my girl, Jamie, man. Uh, Love you. Uh, Thank you for this. Uh, for putting up with me on Sunday with all my drafts and stuff. I have one more on Wednesday, so don't bear with me. <laughs> and then um going to sh- – yeah, on top of that, shout out to all the girlfriends of Fantasy Football Managers and Gabby. for the rest of the football season. Because <laughs> they may be distracted looking at their phones, trying to set up their lineups on Sunday. So that's all they're trying to do. I swear to God they're not texting other girls. Uh, where I, I mean, at least, at least for myself and Luigi, that's all I know. Damn right. And shout out uh, to people that hold open doors for others. You know, oh, that's a good one. If you go, if one. you go into a store or a, a corner store, you thank know, you for the shout out. Thank you. You're just I am, like, oh, I'm that go. person. Yeah, man. Um, Chivalry's not dead. It, it's there. Uh, I, you know what I have noticed though. I get. Like I get, I get like uh, looks from older men when I'll, I'll, cause I'll hold open the door for anyone. I don't care. I'm like, yeah. oh, here you go. Like if I see him, oh, here you go. Older men are like, oh, hey, oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, like they're yeah. shocked. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh yeah, no problem. Yeah. Like I mean, if if I'm going to the door and if I see someone remotely close to me, holding that did that door open. So uh, trust me, people appreciate it, guys. You'll get a lot of thank yous in it. Kind of makes you feel good about yourself. Because you're like, all right, I did a good thing today. (laughs) Oh, uh, shout out to Brandon Fraser, man. Oh, got a standing ovation ovation for the whale. For the whale. We were talking about this uh, on the podcast chat. And I was saying, 
during the Me Too movement, he had a full article, I think it was in Rolling Stone or something like that, where he talked about how he got blackballed from the industry by an executive producer who destroyed his career. That's why he only came out in those like Looney Tunes movies or Journey to the Center of the Earth, because they literally made sure that he didn't get a good role again. Why, why is that? I don't remember in the story. He explains it all in the story. Wow. But it was like, it was something very personal. It wasn't like Terry Crews. Because Terry Crews, like, the guy wanted to have sex with him. And he was like, right. nah. I don't think it was that. I think it was like the guy personally just, like, didn't like him or something for some reason. And That's he blackballed wild. him. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, dang. So, you know, when all these stories started coming out, like, it, it, wasn't, it obviously wasn't just something that happened to women it happened to women way more and it was way more intense but there were these stories with men and brendan fraser was one of them so i was i was just so happy to see the guy like get recognition for his work and the guy i mean he cried and it it, well deserved man it's well deserved i think i I grew up with brendan fraser so did you yeah it was was also beautiful see and i also kind of was like oh did he kill it did he kill this performance did he kill it Gotta see it, man. I think you did. Got a standing ovation. I'm excited to see. I hear. I hear. You know how you were talking about Elvis. Mm -hmm. I hear similar things about that one already. Oh, all right. Well, I I was excited to. I saw the trailer and I was like, "This show looks good. I gotta see it." Yeah. So definitely gonna check in on that. Shout out to Brendan Fraser. Uh, Shout out to Gabby for for holding it down when I fell asleep and getting everything ready for the trip. Uh, shout out to parents who make their kids do homework. I had a bunch of kids who didn't do their homework. I called their parents and they're like, Oh, we got you. And like nice. seven, uh, seven kids came to school with their homework today. So Damn right. appreciate it. Appreciate it. I mean, there were like 12 that didn't do it, but seven out of 12. I'm happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man. But all right, guys, thanks again for listening. Everyone. We love you. We appreciate you. Um, Please give us that five-star rating. Nothing but five stars. Give us a review. Tell your friends about us uh, if they're interested in the same things we are. Uh, Let people know so we can grow a little bit. And, of course, we'll see you next week for another episode of Revenge of the Pod.